Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports Section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. My name is Carlo Pascal, the photo editor of the Rider News, joined alongside with the two sports editors, Sean Chornobroff and Dylan Manfrey. And we've got a lot to go over uh, today as we have a ton of spring sports stuff going on. And we have some men's basketball news with two transfers and a return for one of them. So, Sean, I'll let you take this one away. Oh, yes. After one year at the bottom of the MAC. Kevin Baggett said, I'm not having it, and he made a splash. Sure, we saw Quinnipiac bring back Kevin Marfo, and that's a great move. But bringing back Demencio Vaughn something different, and that's exactly Demencio Vaughn. He's a, I mean, he's he's a he's a three, four type, three or four. He's a forward who could really slash. He's just got an exciting play style. If you've watched him enough times at Alumni Gym, you know he could dunk the hell out of a basketball. And that's exactly what he's going to bring. I was reading a story about his return, and when he was asked about his role, it was just be Demencio. And I think when I was watching this team last year, even Coach Baggett will admit this, they lacked an identity for a while. And I think Demencio is kind of free-flowing style. His kind of just – he's always relaxed on the court. Like, you see him, he's always smiling no matter what. He's always relaxed. He's just so comfortable in his own skin. He likes to joke around. And I think him doing that, him him in his last year now, you know, with something to prove after a, a rough year at Ole Miss, to say the least, I think that's going to help give this team some identity. I think you're going to see – I think him and Dwight Murray Jr., one of the best one-two duos in the MAC, maybe the best because so many players have left the MAC. Dwight, second-team All-MAC last year, should have been first. Dementio, two-time first-team All-MAC. It's hard to make it much better than that. And then on top of it, Ryder goes and adds Cedric Altman, a transfer from Pepperdine, West Coast Conference, and it's not an elite conference. It's still a mid-major, but they usually play some good teams. Like he got some against UCLA, wasn't his best game whatever. I think he put up like 14, 15 against Gonzaga, five for 12 shooting, not a horrible night. So this is a guy who's played Jalen Suggs, a potential top five pick in this year's NBA draft, a guy who's played some really good teams, some BYU. He's played tournament teams. He's gone up, showed he can compete. So now it's, what does he bring to Ryder? It's, that's what's really left to be seen. Will he be operating as a primary ball handler? Will he be next to Dwight Murray Jr.? Kind of worries me that this guy, Cedric Altman, really doesn't shoot the ball well like he shoots below 30 percent from beyond the arc so I think he might be like another Christian Ings type player who's now at Norfolk State by the way but nonetheless getting a guy who shot around 50 percent from the field at least 40 the year before from the West Coast Conference it's a win Riders made two statements in the past two days they are really back on their way to maybe in my opinion being a top three team in the MAC this year I think it's going to be really refreshing to see Demencio on the floor again in that cranberry and white uniform. I really do. I think it'll do a lot for this team's confidence, especially given how they, given how like they, given how they were when he was on the floor. He was really just such an energy boost to this team, and I really enjoyed his presence on the court. And I think I think it's going to be really refreshing for the Ryder Bronx team to have him back. And then I. We can echo that anymore. It's gonna, it's gonna be. I feel like I think I've been saying this on this podcast for a while. Like next year is gonna be a fun year. That was before they had Demencio Vaughn coming back. Before they, I think honestly, got a pretty good point guard to come in here and play alongside or even lead a second unit. I think it's gonna be a fun year, Ryder basketball. I'm saying that pretty confidently. This is a guy who started 22 games at Pepperdine last year, 22 of 26, scored efficiently, and that's what you need in the MAC. You need guys who could score like that. So I think it's going to. This is a shooter's league. You know, Will Fowler said it el- so eloquently when we were in Atlantic City. He said this this is a conference that where iron sharpens iron. So and I think I think I think we're gonna be seeing a lot of iron here. 
I know Baggett's lost out on one or two transfers in the market. Um, there was a Seton Hall transfer who I can't remember his name. He went to Monmouth Overrider, I believe I read in the Asbury Park Press. But they've recovered very nicely. And, you know, you get in your third year of Alan Powell, who took a big step, another year of Dwight, sixth year of Demencio now. That's as, that's as veteran as you could get at the college level. You're getting a guy who's played two years of basketball, gotten experience at Pepperdine. It's going to be a good year. Dontrell McCord is going to be back. You're getting pretty much this entire team back. You know, the only guys you really lost are Rodney Henderson Jr., you know, really good three-point shooter, but not exactly a crucial player, and Christian Ings. Got a direct replacement for Ings. And Jeremiah Pope, Alan Powell, they can more make up for the scoring that you lose with Rodney Henderson. So it's going to be – it's a good team next year. Plus, I, I, I plus you have other players, like, coming up through the system. Corey McKeithen we haven't seen yet. Who, yeah, you and, mentioned Corey McKeithen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it – they went out and got these with Demencio and they got out went out and got another transfer. Plus they still have the, the players coming in that didn't play much at all last year. So, and even we had with last year, the surprise uh, rise of, of, um, uh, of McCorder, who we didn't know at the beginning of the season was going to look as good as he was last year. Mm-hmm. And he's looked great. Maybe McKeithen does the same thing. Even then this team, it arguably would be top three, top two in the league. I, I think it's going to be hard because Iona's made a couple of splashes themselves in the transfer market. Like they got like an, they got an all, um, all a, a, all AAC player, which is a really great get in the Mac, but don't be shocked if this rider team's competing. And like when they're on the court in their meeting, don't be shocked if that's the type of game that goes down to the wire. And it really comes down to who makes this or that shot. Cause on paper right now, rider can compete with Iona and any other team in this conference. Yeah. I think they, I mean, I, I, I think based on what we've seen from Iona, Pitino's going all out pretty much just to go win another MAC championship and go back to the, yeah. go back to the uh, March Madness tournament. But, Ooh, yeah. but we will see. And Never. yeah, Never. I a hundred percent agree. Sean Ryder can definitely compete on paper. <laughs> and I think they will be really, really exciting next year. Exactly. But, but moving on from uh, moving on from basketball. Now we're going to head over to some of these spring sports uh we'll start with men's soccer and i'm pretty sure they won their playoff game if i'm correct let me see if i can bring up their they won the against speak of the devil they beat iona yeah uh but they've had they've had a decent year so far um very good year from them uh just looking at their record right now they're 301 uh i think that doesn't include the um that doesn't include the win against iona in the yeah. quarterfinals it does. The go oh, it does. But yeah, they went. They only played three regular season games because of a litany of COVID issues, and then, then they play Iona in the playoffs, and it's kind of funny to me. Sorry to hijack you, Corolla, but no, you're good. Two goals in three games in the regular season, they score four in the playoffs. You know, it took them a minute, but all of a sudden they get they get one goal, boom. They get a penalty kick, boom. And then the second half when Iona's pressing, because I remember I talked to Coach Inverso after the um, last regular season game, we talked about the offense. He said, well, teams are sitting back on us. Well, Ryder got – Ryder scored off a corner kick. They get the penalty kick. So now it's 2-0. Iona needs to press, and Pablo DeCastro does the rest there. And they open, they open it up. That's exactly what – that's exactly – what they've been needing for so long. They just needed to get that one or two goals that forces a team to press up on you and really expose their defense so they can expose the other team's defense. And that's exactly what they did against Iona. And to be honest, that's a, that's a sign of a championship team. So if 
your coach in Verso, who wasn't even able to coach the last game because of an inconclusive COVID test, your coach in Verso, you're anybody on this roster, you've only given up one goal in four games. And if you watch the game, it was a fluke. Like the center back and goalkeeper both ran for the same ball and they both stopped. So the striker just kind of went and took it and passed it in. But uh, it was a fluke goal. You haven't really given up a real goal that another team's earned. And now you're showing that you have that offensive potential. This is a team that could win a MAC championship, if we're being honest. They just got to keep playing to the best of their ability. And they play again on Wednesday. Yeah. That'll be – go ahead, Carla. No, you're good. Go ahead. That's going to be a very exciting game to see, honestly. Unfortunately, the women's team is going – isn't going to be in the playoffs anymore. They they lost it. They lost it season. Um, they lost in the I think it was the opening round of the tournament. Semifinals. The semifinals. semifinals. Right. All these rider teams are making the semifinals. Look at look at us go. Look at these rider teams go. <laughs> um it'll be so Corolla, you were at you were covering the team the past few games and throughout this tournament. What have you seen from them that's allowed them to get this far? Well for the women it's it's been a lot of just one, their defense has been really, really strong. Uh, even though it may not show entirely on the uh, on the actual like how many goals they have against, they have three, four, five, six, seven. They have ten goals against this season. So, I mean, that's obviously you want to be better than that. But the games they lost, and they were only in every single game they lost, they were one was only by two goals, and the other one was only by one goal. And then that's it. And the other games they won or tied. So it was a good season for them. They go out in the semis, but they finally make it past the quarterfinals uh, for the first time in four years, uh, which is great to see for them. That was one of their main goals um, for this year. Uh, when I talked to uh, Mackenzie Rodriguez uh, on the team, she the was, way, she's been a stud. She's yeah, been she's been she's been incredible this year. Uh, let me actually pull up her stats really fast. She's been ridiculous this season for the Bronx. And she said it was like just great to get past the quarterfinals and finally get to the semis. And if I'm looking at her stats correctly, I'm pretty sure she has 16 points uh, total on the season, six goals, uh, and I think seven assists on the year. Uh, not seven assists, three assists on the year. Uh, which is really, really good for her. And she in the in the in these in the uh, quarterfinals game against Manhattan, uh, she scored one of the goals, the tying goal of the game, and had an assist on the uh, game-winning goal. So she's been very, very good for them so far. And also in goal for the Bronx freshman Ellie Ciancalampore. I'm gonna assume that's how it's said. If I butchered it, I am I am so sorry. Um, but because like you definitely. <laughs> I, I have no idea. So I if I if I butchered it, I'm so sorry. I just wasn't the one who had to pronounce it. You need Mike Riccioni to do it. That's true. Riccioni, that Mike true. Riccioni will pronounce a name 23 letters long and do it effortlessly. Yeah, we probably Facts. should have like a voice a voice memo or something leading up to this. Yeah, can we edit that in there somehow, guys? I don't know. I mean I, you, you're the one editing it. You're the one editing it, Dylan. So <laughs> Oh no, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're a little busy in the newsroom later, but that's true. Right. But but either way, either way, she's nice had thought. she's had a very good year so far, uh, coming in as a freshman and starting. And in the game against Manhattan, she made a season high eight saves against them, and some of them were out of this world, like 
one of them, at least two of them in the first half kept the Bronx in the game when they were down one, nothing. And uh, she ended the first half with, I'm pretty sure four saves, five shots total on net, which is really, really good. And one of them, she, like I said, two of them were pretty much surefire goals from Manhattan in the first that she stopped. Uh, one of them came across from a corner. Uh, one of Manhattan's forwards headed in and it was going top right corner, just dove up and punched it out of the net. It was, it was nearly in, but either way, they had a very good season. And even though they lost to Siena, who was the number one seed, uh, which was the final score of two to one. And even though Ryder got one goal back late in the game, trying to get uh, a second goal and maybe tie it and send the game to OT, it just didn't happen for the Bronx. And even though their season is over, they still had a very good one and look to next season to get better. Oh, and Sienna is going to play. Uh, funny enough, they're playing Mammoth as well as the men are playing uh, are playing Mammoth. So they're having a very good year for both for Mammoth uh, men and women's soccer. They're a soccer joke. They get all the good local talent. New Jersey's a good soccer state. Like I, I dreamed of playing at Mammoth growing up, but like I sucked. So didn't go for the way. Goal aspirations were out the window. I didn't get a writer because I wasn't good enough at soccer. <laughs> hey, that's the that listen. That's the pipeline. Washed up at washed up high school athlete becomes journalist. Oh but yeah, going strong if you ask me. I'm the peak of that. I'm the peak of that pipeline. Like I'm not the best at it, but I'm the stereotype of it to a T. <laughs> Same. Not nice. All right, but either way, moving on from men and women's soccer, we've got to move over to volleyball now, as they won the MAC championship and are playing at the. Uh, I guess it would be technically like the March Madness NCAA tournament of volleyball as uh, I guess what I'm going to call it, but don't... what'd you say, Sean? A volleyball bubble. They're going all in on that. That's true. And Dylan, you, you uh, wrote about this last week. I'm pretty sure. Correct. Yeah. It was a real, it was a real exciting Mac tournament. Just so, so much adrenaline from this team and, you know, volleyballs, I'll be honest, volleyball is not my main beat, but like, you know, just getting to know this team up close over that, over that, those few days, really exciting. You know, I learned, I really did learn a lot about the game. Um, I know that you can actually run out of substitutions, um, which Jeff Rotundo did. Um, he had his two shortest players, I think Alyssa Iafredi and Daniel Blanco on the front line. Obviously, that's a panic mode. You don't want to have players who are 5'3 and 5'7, respectively, on that front line. But you also had Morgan Romano in the back and Annalie Sharon in the back taking care of things. But, you know, Rotundo also said, like, listen, they can hit. Um, they can hit. Uh, well, they might not get you a lot off the block, but, you know, they did their jobs. Um, and we all know what Morgan Romano and Annalise Sher can do. Romano being the player of the year. Morgan scheduled tweet Romano, I would like to say publicly for the first time on this podcast. Um, so I think I think Ryder might be able to compete with UCLA in the, Mac, in the uh, NCAA tournament, which is at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Absolutely ridiculous. But – Hey, they're in Nebraska. Who? I mean, I don't want to cause any waves on here, but why Nebraska? Omaha. What's going to do in Omaha, Nebraska? Well, they're What's in a bubble. Anywhere right now. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic, Dylan. <laughs> We're still in a pandemic. I know. But what's there to do in Omaha, Nebraska? What's there? Well, I mean, I can't say what's there to do in Atlantic City, but. Just as I mean, much as Omaha, Nebraska right now. It's true. True. 
I'm gonna look it up. What what is there to do in Omaha, Nebraska? <laughs> I would like to see some attractions in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, don't. I'm sure there's plenty to do. It's a big city. I'm sure there's like, something. They have like a semblance of a skyline. It might be like a bunch of butchers. A semblance of a skyline. Um. Anyway, back to vo- back to volleyball though. While Sean's looking up attractions to plan our future trip. I would like to just say, Jeff Rotundo has done this in his second year at the helm of Ryder Volleyball. He took a program who was who started out the year one and four, and they rattled off, I think, six or seven wins. Yep, six in the regular season. That's really good for for him in his second in his second year. And something I didn't know about him, this guy is very analytical. Him and Susan Kim told me that they stayed up sometimes to about one or two in the morning watching film. And that was for, I believe, the Siena game of the MAC tournament. It ended up actually being around like 1230. They stayed up, but still, Siena was a team they didn't play in the regular season. I don't remember why. I think it was either because of COVID or they just didn't have it on the schedule. But, you know, Fairfield being out of that tournament really was a big blow for them. And it really opened up a pathway for Ryder because they would have met them. There's no way Siena is the number eight seed beating that number one seed Fairfield, who has won more MAC championships than anybody, and it's not even close. So I think Fairfield being out created that nice little pathway for Ryder. No, it definitely did. I mean, like you said, it's a one and an eight. It's and we you could say Fairfield was the regular season MAC champion. I don't think they lost a single match. That team was ready to come in and probably maybe cruise to the MAC title. I'm not sure how they would have done against Ryder, but nonetheless, great coaches, great teams take advantage of an opportunity, and that's what they did. So, couldn't say that when can't can't hammer that home enough. Yeah, and moving on now to uh, what's going to be our last topic of the show here today, we're going to move over to field hockey, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, from what you said earlier, Dylan, because I wasn't quite sure if I heard it right, but they were the regular season champions, uh, if I am correct. You did hear that right. There will be a championship game at Ben Cohen Field for the first time since, I believe, Sean. Well, let's let's put it this way. There's going to be a home playoff game at Ben Cohen Field for the first time since I think Sean covered that men's soccer game last year, right? When did you do that? I didn't cover men's soccer last year. I'm only a sophomore. Was there, there, I'm only a sophomore. Are you thinking of Austin? No. I We had Sean cover a men's soccer MAC tournament game at Ben Cohen Field. Women's soccer? That was yeah. women's soccer. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is going to be the first. I was, I was like a month into my college career freshman. <laughs> I think this is like the first play postseason match at Ben Cohen Field since that. So this is obviously very exciting. Ryder has won five straight games. They got one more against – they have one more against Sacred Heart, I think, later next week. And then they have the the championship at Ben Cohen Field. They're not even doing it a postseason tournament. I don't care what they want to call it. It's not a postseason tournament. You're taking the one seed and the two seed, and you're pitting them against each other. It's called the championship game, okay? Let's, let's call it for what it is. But I think this team's very, very good. I think they have a good shot to win it. Um, Fairfield's, I don't think it's going to be Fairfield. It might be be LIU, who they faced in the uh, season opener. Only got a 1-0 win. But Rachel Vellis, man, Rachel Vellis is definitely someone you got to worry about. She is a top-notch goalie in this league. 
She is very, very good. She's athletic as heck, and she can move around the goal like it's nobody's business. Caitlin Tomas, on the other hand, for Ryder, is going to have to show up. She's going to have to show her best game. Ryder's offense has supplemented its defense, in that, especially in that back line with Tomas. You know, she'll get some action. And against LIU, she had five, she had to deal with five corners early on in the game. And and LIU is definitely gonna take it to take it to Ryder again if they if they get like that. Yesterday they gave up the first goal of the entire season. So 19 scoreless quarters for the opponents, but having the one goal, eh, I I think you can brush that off. Lori Husong told me yesterday they played well enough to win. So and and I think they I think going into this championship, they don't want to just play good enough to win. They want to make it convincing, especially, especially, um, you know, Caitlin Fleming, Brittany Romanchuk, and all the seniors. They want to really hand it to them. And I know, and I know the Sacred Heart game specifically. They're gonna want that. They're gonna use that as a real big tune-up. I know Caitlin Fleming told me before the season even started that she wants to put at least three behind Haley Power in in goal for um sacred heart she's one of the best goalies in the league oh religiously an nec prime performer and i think that if Ryder really handles sacred heart well it'll do a lot for their confidence yeah i think i think that's going to be i think it's if they can do that then they'll be in a very good spot uh for their confidence wise and we'll see where it goes from there but either way, that's going to wrap it up for the podcast here today. Uh, you've been listening to the Sports Section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. Have a good one, everyone.